because in those days, the artists mixed their own paint. And remember this about the blue sky disappearing when they restored because he used small. Remember this when we're going to talk about the marriage of Cana, where he was gifted from the monks for blue lapis lazuli. Super expensive, but it doesn't fade away 500 years ago. Just remember that. But let's listen to David Roseanne talk about the technical ability of this guy. You're just looking at a painting, but he's about to teach you how to look deeper. Number five. He is an absolute master of the brush. There's very little in the way of preparatory drawings here. They're not, I mean, they're hardly known. I mean, just a few sketches maybe for a, a figure here and there, pen sketches. And there, is, there are no cartoons used. In other words, there were no full-scale drawings that were then applied to the canvas uh, as guides. He, essentially, from what one can tell from the, the restoration, uh, he <clears throat> essentially drew in the, the composition roughly with, with uh, charcoal, fixed it in parts with, with, um, with brush and, 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 and paint, uh, and then built it, up, built it up with pure color. And now he's gonna point out, can you imagine being in a class? He's now gonna zoom in on a dog. In this giant painting, he's gonna zoom in on the face of this insignificant, you would think, dog. But he's about to show you, look carefully, and you will see the remnant of the charcoal sketch that he left and didn't paint over. Let's go to number six. This marvelous dog, uh, and you can see down here, these are still, these are uh, some of the, the original charcoal uh, drawings in the dog's whiskers. Mm. But this is an artist who builds with color and builds with stroke. Again, not a novelty. Everybody's known this and celebrated it since, I mean, from his own career. But we're learning more and more about it. The, the sheer confidence with which, with which, he, um, with which he approached uh, this kind of pictorial construction. He's teaching you about the confidence of this Kobe Bryant, of this Magic Johnson, because he sees charcoal, knows that he's just throwing the painting up. He's not preparatory like other painters are from a dog whisker. It's amazing. Number seven. One of the things that was so impressive when one got close up to these paintings is uh, just how, um, how anatomical a brushstroke can be in defining, for example, the muzzle of a horse uh, or even a knee. Which is my field now. Maybe this is where the first connection I got of art and surgery is a brushstroke of a knee. Who knows? But now let's get through. Remember I told you about the sky and David Roseanne taught me how to see deeper. Listen to him talk about the sky in the marriage of Cana. Number 10. The marriage at Cana uh, that he did for the refectory of San Giorgio Maggiore, uh, a painting that uh, has suffered more than any other from this, this the, the, the sobriquet of being uh, of decorative. Number 11. The painting itself, uh, as I said, we, we know an awful lot about it. We have the contract for it. We know uh, that here the blue, by the way, the blue is in perfectly in excellent condition in the sky because we know from the contract that uh, ultramarine blue, that is lapis lazuli, was supplied to the painter. Mm, number 12. This is not, neither gold nor ultramarine was kept in a workshop. It was just too expensive. If the patron wanted it, 
They paid extra. And in this case, the, the, the Benedictine monks of, of San Giorgio Maggiore had, had the means to pay for it, whatever they wanted. And these are my favorite parts of what I'm trying to teach you here. Here, David Roseanne is going to teach you how to look at the toes of the people in a painting. Who would ever tell you this? Everybody would train to look at the face. You're talking about a painting, a portrait. He's telling us, no, look at the toes. What? Number 13. One of the joys of looking at Veronese, as I said at the beginning with the San Sebastiano pictures, is just how he paints, how brush strokes become anatomy. And um, one day, if I have time, I will do a study of, or at least give a lecture on, the painting of toes. And the two greatest toe painters of the 16th century are Michelangelo and Veronese, approaching in very different ways, but the nice thing about, about the, the exhibition, of course, is that the toes are all on eye level, and so you can focus on. Well, it's also, it's also what we would call a Morellian detail. When you see a toe that is painted rather too fluidly, it ain't the master. When you see a toe that, that really is giving you some articulation, even right down to those little digits, um, that's, that's, that's the painter at work. Mm. I mean, I just need a moment right now just to be in the presence of someone who can break this down. It's like Vince Scully doing a Dodger game. You learn about the dad and the mom of the guy at the batter's box. What relevance does it have? I remember him talking about a baseball player and he went on about this winter jacket and how the winter jacket changed this player's life growing up. Strike one, you know, and his father couldn't afford this sort of strike two. He's telling a whole story. That's what David Roseanne was for me. Your life gets so much deeper with this ability to drink with your eyes. And at 815, Claire Cunney's going to teach us. We're going to do four paintings with her. We're going to do uh, from an Art Institute of Chicago, Nighthawks, Picasso's Three Musicians, Michelangelo's The Donny Tondo, and Paolo Veronese's Marriage at Cana. We're going to do four paintings with her at 815 because she's going to teach us how to drink with our eyes. Coming up next, the, the, the number is 877-710-ESPN. God, I have to talk about some shoulders that I did this week in, in the operating room. But I do want to talk about drinking with my eyes on a 1963 Corvette Stingray that I own with my friend Russ, who taught me how to look once the hood was open and drink with my eyes. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page.